Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Today, we have a special guest with us. His name is Dave Tyler, and he's going to, he has a, he's on Instagram with a, a blog, I believe, called The Unopened Mail. And he's going to introduce himself and tell us a little bit more about himself and what he does. So tell us, Dave, a bit more about yourself. Sure. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to put this all together. Um, yeah, like you said, my name's Dave Tyler. Uh, I'm from, as you can tell by the accent, I'm from England, uh, from Brighton specifically, but now living up in England. Um, 28 years old. Uh, I work in finance, but really... Uh, these days I kind of just uh, identify myself through social media as just a guy that suffers with depression and anxiety. I have done for over a decade and a half now um, and I talk about my experiences through my uh, blog and my Instagram uh, and I'm like you said. Amazing, amazing. Thank you very much. So we are going, so tell us more, um, you're in finance. How long have you been in finance? Uh, I've been in finance for forever. Both of my parents are accountants. I have cousins, aunties, uncles that are accountants. As you can imagine, uh, Christmas dinners and family get-togethers aren't the most exciting of chat. Because of that, there's a lot of uh, boring tax talk and what have you. Um, so I've really been in that basically my whole life. I, um, I studied at a college. I then went to university for a year, ended up dropping out due to my depression, but still pursued finance. Later, when I was sort of in a slightly better place in my life, I went back to university to carry on studying business and finance. And I've sort of been working in it in a more of a professional capacity post-uni for uh, around two, three years now since I finished my degree. Okay, cool. And then also you mentioned, I know on your Instagram, how we connected is through your Instagram account, which is unopened mail. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that and um, your goal and your, uh, the purpose for that and your website and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it was, uh, as, as somebody that never spoke about uh, my depression, I was, I was basically silent for 15 years when I uh, eventually came out and decided that I wanted to start talking about things. I wanted to be uh, an advocate for it. I was silent for so long and thinking about how long I was silent for made me think about how many other people must be out there silent as well. So I thought if I'm going to start talking about this, I want to be doing it in the best way possible, be an advocate, be someone that's at the forefront of it. So I created my page as basically a, a way of sort of saying to my uh, you know, close friends and family that didn't know beforehand that I, I have depression. I'm, I'm still the same guy that you know, mm -hmm. but I, I've suffered with depression for a long time. These are the things that I've experienced and it's a way of me sharing my story. Um, and hopefully from that, we'll be get other people to share their stories. It's been a great experience having people reach out and tell me about 
some of the things that they've gone through, friends um, that I might not have ever known have struggled or just strangers that wanted to reach out because they don't feel like they have anybody in their life that they can speak to. Um, and when you talked about the plans for the future, it's really just more of the same. I, I'm, I really wanna carry on sharing my stories and hopefully have people share with me so that I can sort of end the stigma a little bit uh, around men's mental health where typically men are uh, a lot more silent we're you know, we're told to man up and sort of take things on the chin uh in today's society that's not how things should be anymore and i want to be someone that um puts the the right messages out there and hopefully you know if one person comes forward hopefully that leads to more people to come forward and slowly we just get into a into a better society uh, especially around mental health that's wonderful so um as we from what i understand you mentioned that um you, you suffered from depression. So when were you diagnosed? Well, officially I was only diagnosed um, relatively recently, probably in the last um, 18 months to two years when I um, uh, finally went to, to therapy for the first time. But when I was speaking to my GP here in the UK, I was describing um, sort of all the feelings that I, that I was going through that made me think that I had depression um, and they, they sort of described it as a very clear cut case of, of clinical depression. Um, but when I was describing them to my GP, I was saying, look, these are things I've been going through for over a decade now. So I guess officially diagnosed as, as only a few years, but knowing myself and knowing how I've, how I've been for that period of time, I'd say I've, I've had it for well over 15 years at this point. Okay. Wow. So like, tell us, what is your mental health story of resilience? What have you gone through and how did you overcome? How did you get to the place where you are right now? Uh, well, when I didn't really understand what I was going through, I, I didn't have much education uh, around mental health growing up. I'd imagine that a, a lot of your listeners are probably quite similar. The education around mental health isn't really there or wasn't when I was growing up. So. I didn't really know what I was going through as I was going through it. And I think that's probably quite common for a lot of people. So I, and when you don't know a lot about mental health, you don't know ways to combat it and to, to try and beat depression and to try and pull yourself out of uh, depressive episodes or so. So at times when I was depressed, I would basically shut off to the world. I would, um, you know, fake illnesses to skip school. I would, uh, be taking time off work I would be taking um, uh, weeks off of university things like that simply because I was going through an episode and physically couldn't find the motivation to do anything uh, part of my depression is very much sort of a uh, self-deprecating self-hatred and when you don't uh, when you don't feel much compassion for yourself it's very difficult to, to motivate yourself for the future because you think why should I care about, um, well, why should I make plans for a future that I don't care about? Um, so I spent the longest time where that was my mentality. Uh, I spent, like I said, weeks, even months sort of uh, not leaving the house even. I, I wouldn't look after myself. I wouldn't be um, just doing simple tasks, simple everyday tasks that you do. Like I wouldn't be getting up and showering. I wouldn't be um, getting exercise. I wouldn't be eating well and, and throughout the period that I've been having it, I've lost jobs through calling in sick too much. I uh, dropped out of university because 
I was going through a depressed episode and, and couldn't handle it. Um, I've lost girlfriends and, and friends because of it, because I would shut them out because I didn't know how to deal with what I was going through and I didn't want to show the world that I was uh, going through depression. So in many ways, in on sort of a very smaller scale, I've lost just about everything um, over, the, over the years. Thankfully, in, in the past year or so, um, I've been able to turn a lot of that around. Um, my girlfriend uh, has, has suffered with anxiety for a long time um, and she's, she's very open about um, her struggles and she talks to friends who, who share their experiences and in consequence, uh, you know, they, they support each other and they help each other get through it. So you see that, um, you, you see someone that you're so close to um, doing that and you see it working and you're like, wow, why, why, why would I not do this? Like you see the positive results of what communicating and being open and having conversations um, about mental health can do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I couldn't look at my approach to things of just shutting the world off, look at her approach to things of being very open and then think that my approach was the right way of going about it. Like it's, it's absolutely not. There's there's no way that what I was going that what I was doing um, was sustainable. How I sustained it for as long as I did without having a, you know, m- even more of a breakdown. I I don't know. Um, but it is a case of once I started having those conversations, things started getting infinitely better. I now have a a, a support system of friends and and family and things like that that are able to help me and bring me up through times uh, of darkness and things like that so the resilience really comes from uh, being able to persevere through the darkest times Mm -hmm. and come out at the other side and and be able to turn that story of of depression and darkness into something uh, positive which is what I'm trying to do at the moment with my page and just having more honest and open communications with people. Okay, cool. So specifically, what did you have to do to overcome or bounce back from your low points? And you can list all the resources. I, did, I know you mentioned therapy as one of them um, that you've been doing over the last little while. So if you can let, list some of those um, resources that, uh, that helped you to bounce back, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll start off with therapy just because you mentioned it. Um, I only went through therapy for around uh, three or four months or so. Um, I went through it as a, as a way of just familiarizing myself with starting to talk about things. Um, I never spoke about things. So having these conversations was completely alien to me. I might as well have been speaking another language when I first started talking about it because I had no idea um, what it is that I was going to say when I opened my mouth and started talking about this. And when people asked me questions about it, I would have no idea how to respond because I've never taken the time to look after myself and so on. Um, but therapy was a, a, an amazing outlet into helping me start having those conversations. Um, I, I didn't carry it on because for me, I felt like once I had passed that mental barrier of thinking that talking about things was bad, I don't think I needed therapy as, as a way to resolve things for myself. I found that I was getting the same um, from just talking to friends and family or more specifically just writing on my Instagram and, and writing sort of very long form pieces about 
different things that I had experienced over the years or different things that I'm experiencing from a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so that's definitely a resource that uh, helped me uh, in, in my first steps. But back when I was younger and I didn't really know what I was doing, um, and to be fair, I still do this now, I, I constantly make to-do lists and set myself plans and goals because in, in doing so, when you're at your lowest, you feel like you can't achieve you can't achieve anything that you you have no purpose in this world there's you don't feel as if you have a place anywhere and you feel like there's no point in continuing anything exactly. so what i did is set myself these to-do lists and i would write the the stupidest tasks on there it would be a case of like get up and shower or leave the house for five minutes or just make sure you're out of bed all day it would be just really basic things like that but a normal average person, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't say normal average, but just, you know, most people would just do on a regular basis without even considering it. It is just a part of, you know, quote unquote, normal life. So I wanted to force myself to, to get back into normality. And that helped me get through my lowest points, that small sense of achievement that you get from completing the tiniest task of, you know, not ordering a takeaway or doing 10 minutes of exercise like those little things they build up and they snowball and they they make you feel better about yourself and then the next day you can take some of those endorphins from the day before and that sense of accomplishment from the day before and it slowly gets you out of what is a very what can be a very deep hole mm -hmm. okay cool and the next question i have are so what are three things that you wish you had available when you were at your lowest points? Well, I touched on it before uh, at the start where uh, I think knowledge, resources, education about mental health would have been uh, immensely important. If I'd have known that what I was going through was something that a, a, a number of people have dealt with and it's things that people have studied and found ways of recovering from and uh, getting better from that would have been hugely helpful for me i know that if i'd have been able to read stories of um of, of people's experiences or been able to read the, the the nhs um national health service website to see that okay this is things that people with depression go through these are things that you might be experiencing at the moment knowing that those resources were there for me and I had some things to turn to and to uh, advice um, to turn to would have been immensely important. Um, secondly, just a support system of, of understanding and non-judgmental friends. When I was a lot younger, I used to be very communicative and very open. I was quite a, you know, I was quite a sensitive child. I was always chatting you know, as a toddler. My mum used to describe me as one of those people that I would just go up to anyone on public transport and just start having a conversation with them. That was the kind of person I was. And as you know, and then I went completely the other way because when I started speaking to people, they would be judgmental of the things that I said that I was experiencing, or they would use the knowledge that I was, you know, going through a tough time or being sad. They would use that against me as a form of uh, bullying at school and things like that that so if I'd have had a good support system of friends and family when I was younger that would have been immensely important for me 
Um, but thankfully I have it now. So, you know, it's always better late than never. And because I have it now, it's what I want for, for everyone else. Um, and finally, just having somebody that had gone through similar experiences to me um, in my life would have been, um, would have really helped me. Uh, it, you know, times were different when I was, uh, you know, when I was like 13, 14, 15. Social media wasn't really that big of a thing. And it definitely wasn't in the same forms where it is now, because now I can, you know, I can just decide one day that I'm going to start a page about mental health and depression. And people will reach out to me saying, hey, I'm dealing with this as well. Or I'm sorry, you're dealing with that. How can I help you? you you'll find a community, uh, community of supportive people. When I was younger, that didn't exist. So social media right. wasn't in that stage. So I couldn't, it wasn't easy for me to find somebody to, uh, who would sort of admit that they were going through some things that I would because you only know the people that you can see really and people weren't very open back then especially men so I didn't have I didn't know of anybody that was going through something similar so I couldn't you know share stories or bounce ideas off of anyone because I just didn't have that person there for me thankfully now with with social media for all its, its pitfalls you can uh, join a community like the you know the one that we find ourselves a part of in the mental health team where people are great people are very open very supportive they're very non-judgmental mm -hmm. um, and I wish I had that when I was younger and I you know as much as I don't want my kids in the future to really be on social media too much because uh, I, I don't think it's great for a lot of senses um, you know at least there are sorry at least there is this community out there that I know is a positive community so you know I would never want them to go through any mental health struggles but if they did I would be glad to know that there is a great community out there for them okay great so wrapping up um, one of our questions is what words of hope can you give to our listeners uh, I mean just, just look at me I, like I've said I went 15 years without without saying a single word I, I went from from massive lows where I thought there was there was no way I was going to be making it through the week. Uh, suicidal thoughts were a real common occurrence in my life for, for years and years. And, you know, my mental and physical health took an absolute beating for a decade and a half. But here I am. I'm I'm standing tall and I'm I now wear my depression as a as a badge of honor. And it is something that I can say, look, this is what I'm going through, but this doesn't define who I am um, and those struggles have made me resilient they've made me um, a, a better more understanding person because I've sp spoken to other people who are, are going through similar things and it, it makes you more understanding as a person it, it, it really can help you once you um, start being more open and honest about things so if, if, if somebody's listening to this that hasn't started talking ab about what they're going through you know, there's no better time than the present. Just start talking and you will feel so much better for it and you will get on the road to recovery a lot quicker because of it. Amazing. Thank you so very much. So now we're going to switch to a favorite part of um, the episode that I like, which is um, about music therapy. As you, Absolutely. yeah, as you see behind me, um, there's a book, it's called The Music of My Life, which is a book that is about my personal journey with bipolar and music therapy. 
and how it helped me through, to, you know, to, to help stabilize me and so forth. So what type of music do you like first? Uh, I am a sucker for sort of hip hop and rap. I, I've always find that when we have friends over, I always get a playlist up of like 90s and 2000s, like old school, like R&B and hip hop and things like that. I, I've always just been a, a, a sucker for it, like a, like a big melody jammer. I'm just, I, it takes me away. Okay, all right. So if you were to think of a song that best describes your journey, what would it be and why? The one that came to mind is actually quite a recent song. It's from uh, a rapper called Logic's um, retirement album, his most recent album. Um, and it's a song called Amen. And basically on that track, it's a description of, uh, at least the way I relate to it is it's, it talks about his life in a sense of um, how he really had a difficult life growing up and there were dark days around every corner, you know, people made him question if he wanted to live and things like that. But that's the sort of first part of the song, the first, um, the first verse and so on. But as the song goes on, uh, it goes into talking about how he's much happier in his life. He's sort of wants to celebrate the transformation that he's gone through and being able to get through his battles with mental health and depression, suicidal thoughts. And he wants to celebrate those with the people that have been there with him throughout it, the people that have been there with him in the trenches. Um, and although I'm, you know, I'm not at that later stage just yet, I'm still in, in the early stages of, of really um, getting through this and getting on a, on a road to recovery, it massively gives me hope for the future. And hearing him talk about wanting to celebrate now, finally experiencing happiness and joy for the first time with the people closest to him, that's something that I'm strive for and I'm going to cling to those sorts of thoughts and ideas going forward. So I, I can't wait for that day to, to, to come and music like his, where he's very open about, you know, struggling with depression and coming out on the other side is going to be hugely important for me. And I'll, I'll always listen to it on repeat. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So Dave, how can we stay in touch with you? What are your social media handles? Uh, you can find me at uh, Unopened Mail on basically all social medias. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and my website, uh, unopenedmail.co.uk is just in its early stages of being up and running where I'm going to start posting a lot more uh, blogs and long form pieces because I think on Instagram, people's attention spans are a little bit shorter, so I don't want to be writing hundreds and hundreds of words, you know, yeah, dissertation yeah. just to get potentially not read by that many people. So I'm going to start transferring that onto there. And then my Insta uh, Instagram and other social medias are just going to be, you know, for snippets and of, of what I'm going through and, and so on. And that's where you can find me. And if anyone listening is struggling and does want someone to talk to, that's going to be non-judgmental, please feel free to reach out. I'm, you know, I'm not a mental health trained professional in any sense. I'm just an average guy that has struggled, but if, if you don't have people in your life or you want another person in your life to talk to, you know, please reach out. I'd be more than happy to have the conversation. Amazing. Thank you so very much. So I'd like to thank you very much for sharing your story, Dave. Um, you. You're at Resilient Minds 365. Um, listeners, I hope you guys were inspired. Um, 
you you never know where life will take you and your journey it's definitely important for you to share your journey because um there are other people who need it so with, with that said and to all you resilient minds out there until next time Please subscribe to us on all platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Also join the community of Resilient Minds and sign up for our monthly newsletter at www.cleonicrawford.com. Be sure to grab a copy of my book, The Music of My Life and 30 Plus One Resilient Stories um, on Amazon, all Amazon marketplaces to get to know me a little bit better. If you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show or connect with Dave's testimonial, please share it with them. Feel free to take a screenshot of this week's episode of the, of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at onlycleone or resilientminds365 and today's guest at unopenmail. Is that correct? Bingo. Perfect. Um, and remember, mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, you can thrive, and you can live a life of abundance. Until next time, I'm Cleone Crawford, and I'm signing off.